Is happiness everything? Or is happiness nothing? That's the question for today's 22 Plus Why podcast. I'm Stephen Hooper, and this is the 22plusy.com podcast. For most of us, happiness is at best, a fleeting emotion that may last minutes or hours, something that often gets lost in the noise of modern life. We tend to forget about it. We forget about being happy. We just seem to focus on getting through. Pseudo-happiness, I guess. It's quite possible that we've actually forgotten that happiness itself is something that's intangible. Nothing that we can touch nothing in the world around us at all, is happiness. Yet, for some reason, we seem to relate things to making us happy. Things like a new car, new clothes, new phone, new job, new home, and even a new partner. But they are, in reality, things. If it's tangible, it's not happiness. Now, of course, some of these may lead to happiness. New partner may lead to happiness, depending on your circumstances. A new job may lead to happiness, depending on your circumstances. But they are a way to happiness. They are things that assist in attaining happiness, perhaps. But in themselves, all of these things essentially bring distraction from the true happiness that we're looking for. They bring distraction from day-to-day living, but they don't actually bring happiness. In fact, if you think about it, most of these things actually create additional burdens on us. And these burdens lead to stress and, ultimately, anxiety. You couldn't actually get further away from happiness, if you think about it. And our pursuit of things to make us happy is counterproductive to actually realising happiness once we remember what happiness is. We seem to have lost sight of the fact that we are essentially evolved animals. Yes, we're people, but we are actually evolved animals. We're not so far removed from chimpanzees and bonobos. We eat drink, breathe, defecate and fornicate in the same way as all of the great apes. And all of the great apes, except perhaps for the orangutan, are social creatures. And so are we. Of course, most of us know this, but we've forgotten because we evolved the intelligence to create the very things that take us away from happiness. And for these things, we need money. And we get that money from working, which means that we need a job. Our children need educating, and we need to get around. So we need transportation. Most often, this is in the form of a car. But these things are not in themselves happiness. They are tools towards surviving in our modern man-made society. And unless we actually consciously apply these tools for happiness we end up in a day-to-day situation of survival which I think 
in honesty, is probably where 99% of modern society actually sits. Those that were around at the time, and I'm pretty old, will remember that before the 1990s, the world was fairly unfamiliar with the concept of mobile phone technology. There were very few mobile phones in the early 90s. In fact, by the mid-90s, there were probably about 11 million, is the estimate. Today, there are over 5 billion users of mobile phones. And the social pressure to have the latest greatest has never been higher. Our mobile phone companies now offer free upgrades six months before the current contract expires. Is that really essential? Do we have to upgrade our phone and take on a new contract six months before the contract we'd originally agreed expires? Of course not. But they're advertising it to us and they're selling it to us as something we need to have. The new features on the latest phone. And very often we'll get into debt to get these new features, to get this new phone, to show our friends that we've got the latest shiny gadget gizmo phone. But the Hokey Cokey 2023 phone isn't happiness. And the contract that you enter into to get the Hokey Cokey 2023 phone is actually going to cause you more stress and anxiety because you've now become indebted. Again, you've continued the debt to another company, to a third party, to a faceless third party. All because they managed to persuade us that we need the latest, shiniest, newest Hokey Cokey 2023 mobile phone. In fact, if you look at it, aside from the environmental pressures that the manufacturing and sourcing of raw materials for these phones has put on our planet, it has also placed emotional peer pressure on the individual to upgrade. And the same is now happening with EV car technology. But phones and cars are not happiness. In fact, they're quite the opposite. Let's have a look at happiness. One of my favourite toys for my dogs is the cardboard tube from the inside of a toilet roll. You couldn't find something simpler. I fold the ends over and I put a treat inside. It rattles and they can smell it. But they don't know how to get to it. They have to work out how to open the cardboard tube to get to the treat. Now watching this, I believe it makes them very happy. And it's the game, something that's intangible with a food reward that they thoroughly enjoy. But I actually believe it's the game rather than the food reward that they enjoy. They know they're going to get fed. They get fed twice a day, regular as clockwork. So this treat is a reward. But they would just play with the cardboard anyway. This just allows me to make it a point of focus for their games and their playing. Now, if you're from the UK and of a certain age, you'll probably remember that as children, we would be fascinated and happy with similar concepts. We had a game at pretty much every birthday party I ever went to, and it seems to be quite common in the UK. A parcel is wrapped up many, many times, layer after layer after layer. Of course, there's a reward in the middle, it's a prize. 
but the parcel is passed from one child to the next, to the next, to the next, normally sitting on the floor in a circle. And it goes round and round and round until the music stops. And when the music stops, whoever is holding the parcel at the time the music stops, they get to remove one layer of the paper, of the wrapping. The music will start again and the parcel goes round and round again. And when it stops, the next person removes the next layer and on it goes until the end. And the winner is the person who removes the final layer and gets the prize, gets the gift, the reward. And it's great fun. I used to love it. You get some tactical players. They would hold on to the parcel for as long as possible, hoping the music wouldn't stop. But of course, one of the adults was watching for that. But the feeling of being involved in this game was immense. Much, much greater than the prize at the end. So it's not even the reward that we particularly enjoy. It's the game. It's the social element of doing something exciting with other people. The reward is just the icing on the cake. And this can be demonstrated in another game that we used to play at parties. Again, it was a regular. And it was called Musical Chairs. And in Musical Chairs, you'd have a row of chairs, sometimes two rows of chairs, back to back, depending on how many chairs you had. And all the kids would line up in a circle around the chairs, or an oval, and they'd have to walk around or skip around to the music as it's playing. And when the music stops, you have to sit down on a chair. But the game was, there was always one chair fewer than the number of kids in the game. So somebody didn't get a chair. You'd see people sitting on another kid's lap, thinking that that counted. And it was great fun. Then they'd all stand up and one chair would be taken away. The one child that wasn't sitting, wasn't sitting when the music stopped, the one child that lost, if you like, They'd be out of the game, so now you take away one chair, so there's still one chair fewer than the number of kids playing. And this would go on and on until you got to the last two people and one chair. And there was so much excitement in the room. And the kids go round and round and round this chair, and eventually the music would stop, and one of the kids would get to sit on the chair. The other one was out. The kid sitting on the chair was the winner. Now in some parties, you get a prize, you get a reward for that. It might be a sweet, it might be a little toy, it might be something very minor. But some places there was a game and followed by a reward if you were the winner, which was like icing on the cake again. But it was the taking part in the game. And it was so much fun, and I defy anybody to say that a kid that was taking part in musical chairs or past the parcel was not happy. For the time they were doing that, and for the few minutes afterwards, they were genuinely happy. They didn't need anything else in their life. It was the intangible element of the game that brought happiness, not the tangible reward at the end. Endlessly upgrading things to follow the advertising narrative or to demonstrate that we have almost kept up with the neighbours is a naive attempt at promenading. The time when people would dress in their finest and stroll the promenade to look wonderful, a bit like peacocks. And this is exactly the same thing as when we're doing these upgrades. And it's actually unnecessary. 
not for happiness. It's totally unnecessary for happiness, that's for sure. It's feeding an emotion, of course it is, but it isn't the happiness emotion that it's feeding. It's a bit like a hot dog eating competition. We'd go to a competition or we'd go somewhere where there's food and we'd like a couple of hot dogs. That's what we'd really like, is a couple of hot dogs. In truth, one hot dog is probably all we need, but a couple of hot dogs would be nice. But competitively eating more than the next person is what the participants of the competition strive for. And if you think about it, it's, it's simply gluttony. The, the taking part in the competition is the part that they enjoy. Yes, they get a bit of ego boost and a bit of satisfaction for winning. But it's the taking part in the competition. It's the social event that gives people the pleasure. Not eating more hot dogs than somebody else. And so I move on to the modern day nemesis of social media. If you remember, social media began with photos of cats. But then that became, my cat photo is better than your cat photo. And so it became competitive. And people were posting things just to show that they were better than somebody else. What they were endeavouring to do was to demonstrate that my life is not as shallow and impoverished as yours. It was again a way of promenading. It's not about happiness. And there's very little social interaction in social media, if you think about it. It's a very solo thing. People sit on their own and do it. You'll see people sitting on sofas, either end of a sofa perhaps, and they're both on social media, reading and commenting on posts. They may be even reading and commenting on the same post as the person at the other end of the sofa. But it's a completely solo affair. If we look a bit deeper, social media now has become such an ingrained part of our lives, it's almost impossible to avoid it. Whether we're on Twitter or we're on following YouTube channels or we're on Facebook or WhatsApp or whatever, we're on Snapchat, etc. It's almost impossible to avoid getting involved in social media or even avoid seeing social media. And now, the image-based and video-based social media, such as TikTok, are now including beautifying filters that will enhance the face of the person to allow them to be more beautiful than they are in real life. Of course, it's complete nonsense. I saw somebody's video recently. It was a, a video of a woman on TikTok demonstrating the filter. She looked like a 16-year-old girl, nicely made up, very attractive. And then she said, now I'm going to show you without the filter. And she disabled the filter. And she was the 16-year-old girl's mum with no makeup on. She still looked great. She still looked great. Had no reason for makeup whatsoever. But this filter allowed her to pretend that she was her 16-year-old daughter, to all intents and purposes. And it's sold to us as harmless fun. And we fall for it. Now, so many people are using these filters as standard. They've got to look better, in their eyes, than they really do. We've, we've taken it hook, line and sinker. But actually moves us further away from the happiness that the bonobo ape experiences. I'll choose the bonobo over the chimpanzee because the bonobo is a much more peaceful species. They live in social groups 
which are matriarchal, unlike chimps, which live in social groups that are patriarchal. And the bonobo has a much more peaceful life. So we're moving further and further away from where we have biologically evolved. But we haven't had the emotional evolution to handle these changes. This technology has landed on us so quickly that we haven't evolved to be able to use it in a responsible way. And so people are trying to work with this stuff, thinking that they have to do this to be part of the scene. And in fact, it's actually ruining their mental health. Because what we all want at the end of the day is happiness. So, what can we do about it? Well, first and foremost, we need to recognise it. If we don't see it for what it is, we can't fix it. If we keep chasing modern society's values, happiness will move further and further away from us. Learn that the happiness we're looking for comes from the intangible elements of life. Being with family and friends, having free time to ourselves, observing the beauty around us, etc. Let's break the consumerist chain. Let's lose the financial stress that comes with trying to keep up with technology or with clothes or with whatever. Whatever our neighbours are trying to strive for, do we really want it? Is it really going to make us happy? If it's not, then lose the financial stress. It's one less thing to worry about. One step closer to happiness. Take time to connect with the people that matter to you. Be they friends, be they family. But actually connect, sit and talk, turn the phones off, turn the TV off. Play a board game. Connect with the people around you. We are social creatures. I know a lot of people like to be on their own. I like to be on my own. I'm on the autistic spectrum. It's likely I have ADHD. And many times I just prefer my own company. And that's because I can't handle the fake consumerist world in which we live. Yet I'm one of the first people to go and buy technology. So I'm as guilty as the next person. I don't want to do it. And I'll buy things and I'll look at it and think, did I really need that? Why have I done that? I'm going to use it once or twice and probably sit at the back of the cupboard. Or I may get it and, and use it and love it. But it's still not happiness. It's still something tangible rather than intangible. So if we don't need it, let's not stress our lives out to obtain it. So yeah, take time to connect with people that matter. Spend time talking to people. Spend time just sitting with people. Spend time just sharing time with people you don't even have to do anything you can just be sharing time or you could share a meal set yourself a limit on how much you use social media social media has its place and when it began we all love pictures of cats and for me it's been a way of making contact with old friends from school because I moved out of my hometown and I've met some people around the world I say met these are people that I've met through Facebook. I've never met them in life. But I've made contact with some people around the world that are really nice people and I like talking to them, conversing with them. We have similar values. Not on all cases, not on all situations, but in some cases. I know some people that do some wonderful art and I like to see their work and I like to comment on it and they seem to enjoy getting the, the feedback. 
So for example, let's, let's, let's take an example. Most social media platforms have a form of direct messaging. Instead of sending somebody a DM, why not phone them? Why not speak to them? The DM will take you 30 seconds to write and send, and it's gone, whoosh. They'll receive it, it might take them 30 seconds to reply, whoosh, and it's done. But if you call them, that call could turn into a 5, 10, 15, 20 minute phone call, maybe longer. And you've made a real connection with somebody rather than just with your keyboard. And it's not going DM inbox to DM outbox. Take a walk in the rain. Very unfashionable. How many people actually walk in the rain deliberately? I love walking in the rain. It's something I used to do with my dad. If there was a thunderstorm coming, my dad loved thunderstorms. And we'd go out together and we'd walk in the rain and we'd just thoroughly enjoy the thunderstorm. And then when we came home, we'd have some cheese on toast and a, a coffee made with milk. It used to be called a frothy coffee back in those days before it was called a some fancy cafe latte of some sort. It was just coffee and milk and loads of sugar. But together we'd walk in the rain, we'd get soaking wet. We'd just love the smell of the rain, the feel of the rain, particularly if it was warm. And we'd just enjoy being together. And then we'd come home and we'd have some cheese on toast and a frothy coffee. It was wonderful and at the end of the day it's just water you can dry your hair you can put clean clothes dry clothes on it's just water but the feeling is immense the intangible feeling of walking in the rain particularly if you walk with someone else and you haven't got anywhere to be so you've not got your collar up and you're rushing to be somewhere because you don't want to get there wet if you can deliberately go out in the rain with somebody knowing you're going to get soaked, but knowing you've got and some nice cheese on toast or whatever treat it is you like when you get back. And you spend time with that person, even if you don't speak. You're just walking in the rain together. It's the most wonderful, intangible feeling of happiness and connectedness. I plan to do another podcast shortly about the sensation of awe, something I've been reading about lately. Just spend some time looking up at the night sky in silence. You don't need to say a word. If there's no clouds and you look at the night sky, by the time you've spent 20 minutes letting your eyes adjust, it's the most magnificent spectacle there is. It's intangible. It's out there. It's space. You're looking at planets, you're looking at stars, you're looking at galaxies. You're seeing part of our own galaxy, part of our own solar system. And it's really grounding, but it's immensely satisfying to know that you're part of it. So just spend some time, just silently looking up at the night sky. Try writing about your experiences and your feelings in a journal. It can be immensely satisfying just to unload, just in the quietness of yourself, just unload everything, pen to paper. Don't do it digitally. Get a pencil, get a pen, get a piece of paper and just unload your thoughts and feelings into a journal. You can do it regularly or you could just do it once in a while. But it's immensely satisfying. It's part of the social belonging that we actually all yearn for. It's part of what we are. We evolved as a great ape. The fact that we 
put on clothes and we wear glasses and we watch TV and we talk to people on mobile phones and we can fly around the world doesn't negate the fact that we are one of the great apes. Yes, of course, we evolved to greater intelligence than the other great apes. But at the end of the day, we're still a great ape. And we still need the same things that we did before we developed all the technology that that intelligence enabled us to do. We still yearn for our social belonging. And we still yearn to be happy. But that happiness is from intangible sources. It's not from the tangible world around us. Even our family and our friends, although they're tangible, it's not the touch, it's the emotion of being with people. So it's still intangible. So, I hope you found this podcast interesting. If you did enjoy this podcast, I would really appreciate it if you could subscribe to the channel. That helps tremendously. If you have the ability to like and comment, that would be wonderful. If you can tell others and share it, so much the better. And there'll be more coming for us very, very soon. My name's Stephen Hooper, and this has been a podcast from 22plusy.com. Have a great day.